Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. Is the Federal Reserve trying to crash the stock market and the economy on Trump's watch to use him as a fall guy? That's what I want to talk about in this video today. And I'll say from the beginning, I don't know. And, and I think it's unlikely that most people here watching commenting wouldn't know. I, th- I think this is very much privileged information. Never mind what some analyst told you. Never mind what Q Anon told you. No, we, do, we don't know for sure. Okay, But I do want to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Because, hey, you guys are watching this video, so that maybe tells me that maybe you want to hear some of my thoughts on it. So there's a couple of different possibilities here. And by the way, comment down below. Give me your thoughts. Are, are they doing this on Trump's watch? Um, I'll give you my thoughts on, on, on my opinion on it, but uh, by no means do I know this for, for sure. A couple different options here, a couple different possibilities here. And we'll start with a very, the, the, the one that I, that I basically said in, in the uh, title is, yes, they're trying to crash on Trump's watch to use him as the fall guy. Now, this argument has a lot of merit because of what the Fed has done while Trump has been president or president-elect. So I'll take you back to, to Obama's presidency. Of course, he takes office uh, in, beginning in 2009 in the midst of crisis. And the Fed is nothing but accommodative for him. And, and I think they, they would be for most presidents, but they were for Bush as well towards the end of his presidency. Uh, 0% interest rate policy, QE. That's basically what he gets for most of his presidency. QE ends towards the end. Um, and technically, 0% interest rates. Uh, Yellen did raise rates at December 2015. Um, but they didn't raise rates again until December 2016, after Trump had been elected. So technically, Obama's term, but yeah, Trump was president-elect. And, and those interest rate hikes, that rate hike wouldn't really affect Obama and his legacy much. Okay, So one, one rate hike while Obama's president. And the rest have basically come while pre- uh, Trump has been president or president-elect. Okay, put that in perspective. Rates are now up to two point two five to two point five percent. So that's six or seven rate hikes. Also, beginning in the fall of two thousand seventeen, this is towards the end of Janet Yellen's uh, time as Fed chairwoman. The Fed began their quantitative tightening program, and basically they said, "As eh, is going to be slowly increased up uh, each quarter, we're going to increase it by ten billion dollars a month." Eventually maxing out at $50 billion a month, uh, and that was at the beginning of this this quarter right now. It's quarter four of 2018, uh, 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 you know, October, basically, when it started, up to $50 billion a month. Quantitative tightening, that's tightening of, of monetary policy. That's the opposite of QE. And so they've been doing this on Trump's watch. This is, this is what they've been doing while he's been president. They've been far more hawkish than, than uh, they ever were during Obama's time in office. Uh, and, and using him as a fall guy, I think, is a very real possibility. Now, if this is the case, now this is a possibility that they're doing it on purpose here. And again, it's an argument that has a lot of merit. The, the question then is, is why? 
Like, what's the reason behind this? And I think there's there's two different possibilities, two two good possibilities here. If this is the case, I mean, we can't know this for sure. One is that this is absolutely very much politically motivated, that this is a Democrat-Republican type thing, that Trump is not something they like, that he's totally anti-establishment, uh, he's not part of the swamp, etc., and that this is why they're crashing on his watch. They want to make him look bad, and so they can usher in... Uh, uh, you know, somebody very similar to Obama or Clinton or something like that in 2020, right? Let's make this look as bad as possible for Trump. Let's blame it on whatever, his trade war or something like that. And and we'll, because most average citizens aren't going to pay attention to something like the Fed and interest rates. Like what, people don't even know what the Fed does. Federal Reserve, like a, that's his bank or what? I don't know. Um, they're, they're just clueless. And so, that's one possibility that they're this is absolutely political as a Republican Democrat or establishment versus anti-establishment thing, and and that's the reason they're doing it. Um, now, <clears throat> if they are intentionally doing this, I don't necessarily think that's the reason. And this is my own bias. Okay, I'm not trying to be super anti-Trump here. I, I I just think that it's not necessarily purely political that he's the good guy and they're trying to crash on his watch. I think more likely is the case is that. He's very polarizing, He's a very polarizing individual. We know this. I mean, that's just kind of the case. Case for you. that's that's how U.S. politics seem to work these days. It's more and more polarizing. And I think Trump is somebody that is uh, fairly unpopular with a lot of people in the United States, especially during the election. I think he's gained some people's respect since then. I think he has. But I think that they also know that he absolutely can lose a lot of that respect. Uh, between now and and the re-election, if the economy tanks, if the stock market tanks, if unemployment skyrockets, he can lose a lot of that credibility, a lot of his his not his base necessarily, but a lot of the extra people he might have brought over to his side because of his straight talking politics or whatever other policies. Okay, I think they know that, and and that personally that tends to be the. The reason I think they're doing it, if if they are raising rates, if they are tightening because they want to crash on his watch, it's not necessarily because he's the he's the good guy and they're the bad guys and, and they want to make him look bad. Or I think more likely the, the case is, this is my own opinion, guys, is that he uh, he's just a nice option as a fall guy. And, and it helps that he paints himself as anti-establishment, regardless of if he is or not, paints himself as anti-establishment, making... Uh, the establishment look a lot better going forward, right? Like we had the anti-establishment, we tried that out and it didn't work, right? That's this is the, you know what the mainstream media whatever is going to say. We had that anti-establishment whatever. Um, let's bring in some of the establishment, Republican or Democrat. Now, I do think that it's going to be a Democrat next time around. A because Trump's running for re-election, so I don't think Republican will at least beat him for that nomination. Not to say he won't have challengers in in the ultimate. Uh, uh, the 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 actual presidential race. Of course, if he did, if somebody like a uh, Mitt Romney or John Kasich or something like that, you know, a centrist guy didn't run under the GOP flag, uh, that that would put Trump in a very difficult position. But I still think you know Democrats are going to win the next election, and that's not a political. I'm not saying like uh, it's because I don't like Trump or something like that. I think it's just again going to be based a lot on the economy. I think the economy is not going to keep chugging along between now and 2020, regardless of what Trump does. 
And that's where we're going to be leading up to the 2020 election. Stock market's going to be down a ton. Unemployment's going to be up. The GDP's going to be down. People are going to be worried about the economy. And unfortunately, a lot of them are not going to pay attention to the Fed or anything like that. They're going to blame it on Trump. When in reality, these are issues that are more so rooted in uh, the Fed, the basis for our economy in the first place, uh, the fact that it's based on, on debt and consumption, right? As well as just past presence. Not that we can blame this all on, 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 on Reagan, Clinton, Bush, Bush and Obama, but they bear a fair amount of the blame as well. And not that we can can't let Trump totally off scot free, but this most people are not going to care about the Fed or anything like that. They're going to blame it on who's in office, the figurehead, right? And I think I think you know if this is why they're raising rates, I think that's the reason for it. It's not necessarily because he's a good guy. It's just that he's going to make a really good fall guy. I think. In, in the ideas of the mass public. I mean, never mind what you and I think about Trump or the nuances of it or whatever. We're talking about the vast majority of voters here. And the vast majority of voters, I'm not going to call them dumb. I'm not going to go so far as to call them sheep or anything like that or sheeple or anything like that. No, but they're easily swayed by this type of stuff, right? They still buy into a lot of the mainstream media. Um, and so I, I think that's, you know, if that's the case. Now, the other possibility here, here is that they're not raising rates for that reason. They're not doing QT because of that. Maybe it just has to do with, with the mix of who's voting at the Fed versus who's not. We just happen to have a more hawkish Fed now. Um, what, what's really ironic, as I was pointing out the other day, is had Trump not replaced Yellen and, and kept in um, Powell, or sorry, kept her there rather than replacing her with Powell, he might get more favorable policy out of her, right? She might have only raised rates you know, once or twice this year. Uh, you know, she raised rates once or twice or something like that in, in 2017. Um, but but we might be in a very different position had he kept yelling at the helm. A much more dovish position. I don't think it's a great strategy long term. I think Powell is maybe not the right man for the job, but certainly he knows that interest rates need to go higher. Of course, I don't know if the Fed should be deciding interest rate policy in the first place, but that's a, that's a topic for another discussion. But uh he probably would have been better served by, by Janet Yellen, but maybe, you know, it's just a case that he put Powell in there. Powell just ha- so happens to be a data-based, information-based decision maker. He's not going to be swayed by market weakness or anything like that. He's going to stay the course. He knows rates needs to go higher. So he's going to raise rates, uh, continue with quantitative tightening, and that's where we're going to be. You know, um, as I'm recording this video, uh, you know, we recently got news that, that um, New York president, uh, let's see here, uh, Bill, uh, not Bill Dudley, um, uh, John Williams, New York Fed President John Williams, um, basically said, hey, we're watching the stock market. Uh, we're going to be responsive to it. And that sent stocks up. Now, just because he said it doesn't mean that that's a line from the entire Fed. They don't always say the same thing as each other. Sometimes they diverge. And we, we know that the Fed is made up of, of hawks and doves and, and everything in between. Um, and Williams is kind of something that tends to be more and more dovish than, than a lot of other uh, Fed members. And so this might not be the be-all, end-all. Of course, Mark has went up on this news. Uh, and, and if the Fed does reverse here, you know, I wonder, uh, before the economy totally falls apart, I wonder what that says about you know, their ultimate intentions. But if they stay the course, they continue to raise rates in the face of market weakness, of, of, of economic weakness, I, I think that adds merit to the argument that maybe, just maybe, there's some political uh, political reasoning here. 
I don't think it's a black and white thing. I don't think we can definitively say it's one or the other because I know I'm going to get those comments that like, come on, Matt, like this is plain as day. That's why they're doing it. And I don't, I'm not so sold on that. I don't have any rock hard proof. It's just that the motive exists and, and there's some coincidences, some suspicious coincidences. I'm leaning that, in that uh, direction as well. But would it be too, are we going too far to say that, that, Maybe it's not just politically motivated. Maybe it's not just because they want a fall guy. It, could it just be because the Fed's not very smart? Or maybe not even, we, we don't have to say that. Maybe it's just that their entire philosophy about economics and rates, interest rates, and, and, and unemployment is just flawed. I mean, we've seen that before. Uh, Greenspan and Bernanke raising rates uh, while Bush was president. Was it because Bush was president? Maybe. Maybe they want to crash on his watch. Maybe it was just because they... Uh, they they uh, were too you know prideful. They they thought that they knew everything. That they thought that their policies were the perfect policies, and that that you know anybody else that says otherwise that says maybe we shouldn't be raising rates so quickly. Maybe the economy is not as strong as we think. That they must be wrong, right? Um, is it too far to say that that maybe it's just the Fed being the Fed, the Fed being uh, foolish, the Fed being. Uh, you know, popping the very bubbles that they created in the first place, and yet they won't acknowledge oftentimes that they actually uh, created those bubbles in the first place. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. This is not about necessarily what I think. I told you what I think. I told you some different scenarios here. Fed, it could just be the Fed being the Fed. It could be the Fed doing this for very political good guy versus bad guy reasons. Or it could be, I think, for the Fed just doing it because Trump makes a good fall guy for them. And, and, and it you know, offers them an opportunity, the, the deep state, not just the Fed, to uh, bring in somebody very different for, for the presidency next uh, election, as well as you know, the House and, and, and the Senate as well. Uh, a huge shift, I think, in, in politics here in the future. But even that, I know, sometimes is an unpopular idea, even though I'm not saying uh, it's not it's not because of Trump's policies or anything like that. I'm simply saying I think this economic weakness is, is, is going to um, have a huge impact in the 2020 election, and I think it's not going to work in Trump's favor if things continue in this direction. So I'd love to hear your thoughts this video down below in the comments section. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, and God bless.